All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I am your host, Aaron Freeman, and today is a crossover Wednesday episode of Locked on Falcons and Locked on Bucks, sponsored by my bookie. Today, I am joining Locked on Bucks host James Yarko to discuss this Falcons upcoming matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week six. You are Locked on Falcons, your daily podcast on the Atlanta Falcons, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome to Crossover Wednesdays here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am James Yarko, one of the hosts of Locked On Bucks, and you can find everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Joined by host of Locked On Falcons, Aaron Freeman, who also is of FalcFans.com. You can find me on Twitter at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and you can find Aaron at FalcFans.com. On Twitter, that's F A L C F A N S. Aaron, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good, James. Good to be talking with you. I'm, I'm sad that we missed David, but uh, you know, I think it's now an even matchup, one on one. So uh, you know, we'll, we should enjoy this crossover episode. Yeah, it's it's far more of an of an even matchup than it will be having Julio versus the Bucks defense <laughs> or Mike Evans against the Falcons defense. Because man. Neither one of our teams could stop a nosebleed with a million pounds of gauze right now. It uh, is unbelievable what has happened with these two teams. Yes, yes. It's, it really is going to be a game where the, the best of the worst defenses is going to determine who's going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the Buccaneers are coming off a, a bye week, a much-needed one at that, with the return of Jameis Winston and absolute bludgeoning at the hands of the elite Chicago Bears offense and future Hall of Famer Mitch Trubisky. But the Falcons had the opportunity to to head into Pittsburgh and face a team that's really on the ropes. Still no Le'Veon Bell. There's the drama going on with that. Uh, of course, at the time of the game, we didn't know about the Antonio Brown throwing furniture and almost killing a 22-month-old drama. So that's going to keep reeling. But the Falcons went into Pittsburgh and just – could not compete with with the Steelers. What's going on with the Falcons down there? I understand that they're, uh, you know, they're half their defense looks like a you know a, an ER unit. But I mean, overall, I, it just seems like they're they're just so out of sync so far this year. So, kind of what's been going on with them throughout the season? Well, with the Falcons, obviously, you mentioned it. The injuries have been a big issue for their defense, which was a unit that coming into the season people had high expectations on. Uh, I quite didn't have the same level of expectations, but I certainly thought they would be performing much, much better than they what they are. Uh, several of their key players, including Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Ricardo Allen, and now Grady Jarrett, who's you know dealing with a knee injury. The former three guys I mentioned are out for the season, or Jones is potentially going to be able to come back in the second half of the season off the short-term IR. But uh, basically, those are four out of probably their top six defensive players, and the problem is the four guys that have been sort of forced to step up just pale in comparison to those guys who are all sort of, you know, borderline, if not absolute Pro Bowl caliber guys. And particularly this last game against the Steelers, where the Falcons offense had been, you know, cooking for three weeks, um, you know, starting in week two, the expectation was that this offense would be able to go into Pittsburgh against a pretty soft Steeler defense and, you know, sort of try to carry the day. 
Unfortunately, that was not the case. They struggled. They really played one good quarter of football in the second quarter, and then the other three quarters really just got dominated by the Steelers. The offensive line was really abysmal. Matt Ryan didn't play particularly well. Julio Jones was shut out for the first three quarters of the game. They couldn't really run the football. Nothing really worked for them in Pittsburgh. And the question is going to be um, whether or not they'll be able to rebound at home this week against the Buccaneers. The, The three games where the offense was really, you know, scoring a lot of points were home games. The two games where they've struggled were road games. So that is maybe an interesting sort of question mark for this team in the subsequent games later this season, whether or not you're going to see that sort of dichotomy where they struggle on the road, but they are, you know, in the comfort and confines of their home stadium at Mercedes-Benz, um, they'll be able to get their offense back on track. So that's the hope going against this Bucks defense that has been pretty soft and that they've historically had a lot of success. You mentioned Julio Jones. Uh, so that's the hope going into this game. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned <clears throat> the offense. I'm in, I'm in one of those season-long fan duel leagues. And, uh, you know, I've won three of the weeks and the two weeks that I've lost, I've had the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones stack, which always seems like a great idea. Uh, and it just wasn't <laughs> this past week, but I would definitely be firing up a, a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones stack this week. What's the upshot on, on, uh, tack. I, I know he left the game with an injury. Has there been any update as to his status? Did, and I didn't see, did he come back into the game against Pittsburgh or, you know, is that another, another defensive injury that people should be worried about? As far as I know, I don't think that's an injury that should linger in this week. It was labeled as cramps. He did return to last week's game. Uh, so I don't feel like that's going to be a major issue, but then again, Several Falcon injuries have been downplayed by this coaching staff so far this year and have wind up, you know, blowing up in their face. Uh, So you can't necessarily trust everything that you hear when it comes to the Falcons injury report. Okay, yeah. And, you know, as you mentioned, the the Falcons have played much better at home than they have on the road this season. And and this game will be in the dome where Jameis Winston, when he is a starter is two and O. So, you know, the, the bucks do have that going for him, but heading into this game, the Falcons are three and a half point favorites with an over under of 57 and a half. And I'll tell you what, if I was a betting guy, I would be hammering the over because this is going to be one of those games where whichever one of the defenses gets a stop or whichever offense has the ball last, that's probably the team that's going to win. And if you want to lay some money on it, you need to check out our friends over at my bookie. Remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. We would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us. And that's why we urge everyone to make their way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And right now, with the NFL season in full swing, baseball playoffs, hockey season has started, the NBA is coming up soon, they are completely slammed with new bettors. They want to give everyone the best possible customer service. So if you're willing to wait and deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100 in addition to matching your initial deposit dollar for dollar. All you have to do is enter promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. 
Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON25, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, number two, number five, when creating your account to claim your free play and your dollar-for-dollar bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Aaron, looking at it, you have a a team coming to town that started off just absolutely on fire. They were able to go into New Orleans and and outshoot Drew Brees in in one of the highest scoring games of the season so far. Then they come home for their opener against the defending Super Bowl champions who are not as good as a lot of people thought they were going to be coming into the season. They win another one there. DJX is on fire. You have Fitzmagic going crazy. Then you have the Monday night game where, you know, Pittsburgh basically outplayed them for one quarter, but that one quarter was enough to get Pittsburgh a much needed win. Then they go into Chicago and just get absolutely destroyed. So when you look at this Buccaneers team coming into Atlanta against a struggling Atlanta defense, what is it that you kind of expect to see out of the Buccaneers? Well, you mentioned it, James, because it, it seems like the Bucs are sort of trending down and you wonder coming off of a bye week and with Jameis Winston coming back, whether or not that's going to be a recipe for them to sort of, you know, redirect the ship and and get things going uh, in the right direction for them. Um, One of the, you know, obviously the Bucs have arguably the best wide receiver duo in the league in Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. Certainly those guys have been playing like that. Obviously those, that's going to be the most pressing concern. The Falcons have historically struggled to keep Mike Evans contained uh, Deshaun Jackson, um, you know, has been arguably the best deep threat in the league this year. So that's going to be a major issue. I think the injury to OJ Howard, I think is sort of a, you know, unfortunate for the Bucks, but certainly a blessing for the Falcons, because I think him along with Cameron Brate, the Falcons, you know, probably weren't going to be able to match up as well with both of those guys. Only having to deal with one of those guys is going to be, um, you know, something that maybe this Falcons defense, as, as much as it is struggling, can handle uh, at least reasonably well. But it's going to be really the Bucks passing game that I think is going to be the major issue that the Falcons are going to have to deal with. But of course, one of the interesting things that has occurred this past year, and it was especially true in Pittsburgh last week, was that whatever the things that the Pittsburgh Steelers had been struggling with all year long were things that they were able to get right against this Falcons defense. And the concern is going to be that maybe the Bucs can have a repeat of that. And, you know, I think one of the things I've noticed watching the Bucs this year is they've lived and died by the big play. And early in the season, they were getting those big plays. And as of late, they haven't been able to hit on those big plays and their offense has sort of stagnated a little bit. So I do wonder if, you know, going up against this Falcon defense, will they get their big play offense back on track? Will they get their running game going? Uh, the Falcons really can't stop the run that effectively without Grady Jarrett sort of their uh, anchor in the middle of their defense. So those are the areas of concern right now um, facing uh, this Falcons defense and, and looking at this Bucks, Buccaneers offense. It is a very potent offense. It is one that can get points in bunches, get yards in, in chunks. And if the Falcons aren't careful, and frankly, there's no reason – looking at how their defense has performed this year to think that they will be able to slow down this Buccaneers offense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Bucs finally can get that run game going, especially if the Falcons defense is susceptible to that. 
you know, they they activated Ronald Jones for the first time in in week four, and he looked pretty pretty good for you know considering the the game script. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he's used. <clears throat> you know, can he can his speed take advantage of of a depleted Falcons defense? And and you mentioned one of the one of the big hits to to the Bucks offense is the loss in OJ Howard. But I also kind of look at it as you know Cameron Bray. This is it's it's time for his kind of reemergence. That's that's Jameis Winston's security blanket right there, and and he will force feed Bray to a fault at times. But I look for for Bray to be heavily heavily involved in the offense this week. Maybe not so much Deshaun Jackson. There's still kind of the timing and the chemistry issues between the two of them. I know they worked out a lot together during the off season, whether it was you know at the Bucks facility or or in their own time. But you know this is this is an offense that can definitely put up a lot of points in a hurry. But how is is it going to click the way it did the first two weeks with Jameis under center? You know, of course, I believe Jameis is the more talented of the quarterbacks. That's why he's the starter. That's why he's the future of the franchise. But there was something about the way Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing and connecting with these guys that you hope that they can kind of, well, you can, you don't want to hope for it, but Bucks fans hope that he can kind of muster up some of that magic and, and you know, be able to create it, that high-octane, high-tempo, high-scoring offense to the point that they don't have to use the run game as they didn't in, in those first two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Falcons are going to, you know, I said that the Bucks offense is able to put up points, but you know, the thing with Jameis is that he's prone for turnovers. And I mm-hmm. think that the Falcons can sort of get him playing from behind, you know, get out to an early lead and, and get the Bucks playing from behind. Maybe they can get Jameis to, to force some throws to press a little bit and, and create some turnovers. And, and basically that's the only real hope I have right now uh, for this Falcons defense to get any stops against this Buccaneers offense is just Jameis, you know, heaving up a couple of desperation throws or, you know, forcing the ball in, into double coverage or something like that. Um, because right now there's nothing to really say that the Falcons defense can really slow down this Buccaneers offense uh, based off of what we've seen over the last month. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what when I when I take a look at the Falcons, I um, I'm terrified. <laughs> I mean that's that's the best way to put it. I I started diving into some numbers, and it seems like under Mike Smith's defense, which I've I've blasted you know for the past week, and, and I'm not going to harp on that too much, but. Under Mike Smith's defense over the course of the last 36 games, if there's something that isn't clicking with a team's offense, the Bucks seem to be that get-right game. You know, you look at Mitch Trubisky and his ability to, to throw almost as many touchdowns in one game as he had throughout his career up to that point. You take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers not being able to get the tight ends as involved as they wanted to, you know, Vance McDonald comes in stiff arms Conti all the way to the IR and and he has a huge game. So you look at the way the Falcons have played this year and Calvin Ridley is an emerging star in this league. I really like him a lot. I, I hate the fact that he went to the Falcons, but he's been playing out of his mind. You know, Mohamed Sanu had a big game against the Steelers. But as you said, Julio Jones was shut out for the first three quarters of that game. Well, taking a look throughout the 12 games of Julio Jones' career against Tampa Bay, 
This isn't this is this is seventy five percent of a full NFL season, mind you. Twelve games. He has eighty three receptions, one thousand four hundred and thirteen yards, and ten touchdowns. That's the most of any of those categories for Julio Jones against any team in the NFL. But under Mike Smith, in his four games. In 2016, he had 12 receptions for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Mind you, in the other 14 games, he had four touchdowns. So he had a third of his season long or his season total of touchdowns against the Bucks. 2017, 15 receptions, 307 yards, and two touchdowns. He finished with three on the season. So two thirds of his touchdowns. In 2017, came against the Bucs. I, I looked for Julio Jones to just absolutely explode. We're talking another 200-yard game, multi-touchdown. There's nobody in the secondary that can slow him down, that can stop him. Brent Grimes looks like a shell of his former self. You have the rookie in Carlton Davis, who is still battling an injury. You have another rookie in MJ Stewart. You have a second-year safety in Justin Evans. You have the rookie Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, the the secondary is just an absolute disaster, and if if the Falcons aren't able to take advantage of of that depleted secondary and a a poor defensive scheme the way they have the past couple of seasons, Aaron, I hate to break it to you, but your season would be completely over if they can't somehow put up thirty five against this Bucks defense. I will be absolutely stunned. So, you know, the the X factor in this game for me, looking at the Falcons, is. It's Julio, and I could see him getting double-digit receptions, not even just double-digit targets. We're talking double-digit receptions. I don't think Austin Hooper is going to be a factor at all because the the trio of of Julio and Ridley and Sanu is going to be just a complete nightmare. Yeah, man, that's a great points there. People always talk about Julio's inability to get in the end zone, but he doesn't ever really seem to have the issue against the Bucs. And I think no, you're right. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. If the Falcons cannot find a way to, frankly, decimate this Buccaneers defense, then I, I do think it's it's pretty much a wrap on their season. Um, you know, the hope was that they would figure it out last week against Pittsburgh. You know, the the odds, you know, from a one and four start, the chances of making the playoffs are, are down to six percent. So the chances of them really sort of turning around and making the playoffs are slim to none. But they can certainly do something in the back half of this season uh, to at least inspire some confidence for 2019 uh, if they can sort of get things back on track. And this Buccaneers game, a, a team that they historically have uh, put up a lot of points on, is, you know, it's coming, uh, you know, in a home game. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for the Falcons to get their season or at least get their offense back on track. We'll see about the defense in, their, in the rest of the season. And I think, you know, looking at this game, it's going to be interesting to see what the Falcons can do because the offensive line has struggled this season. The running game has not really been effective. Part of that is owed to the fact that Devontae Freeman has missed three games. Uh, So if they can sort of be this balanced offense in addition to, you know, lighting up the Bucs secondary with Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, I believe, had nearly 200 total yards in his last performance against the Bucs last year. So it's one of those things where the Falcons have the recipe to to really, you know, dominate this game offensively and, and really force the Buccaneers to play sort of 
not necessarily left-handed because, again, as I mentioned earlier, this is an offense that has been able to score in, in bunches this year, but at least dictate the pace of this game and, and force the Bucks to have to match them as opposed to doing the reverse and trying to match the Bucks. Uh, if you get my drift. So that's going to be one of the things I'm sort of focused on in this game. And, and, you know, I think if the Falcons can run the ball, they can feed Julio. But, you know, one of the interesting things about that is that this offense has not been great when they've been trying to force feed Julio, when they're able to spread the ball around to guys like Ridley and Hooper and Sanu, that has been very beneficial. And you mentioned some of those guys that you're not expecting to play well and others that you are. So it'll be interesting to see if, if this is going to be another Julio just, you know, lighting the bucks up single-handedly for a 200 plus yard game, or is this going to be a quote unquote typical Julio 100 yard game against the Bucks? but other players like Ridley and, and others sort of emerge along with Freeman to sort of, you know, spread the love, I guess you could say. All right. Well, Aaron, before we get into our into our predictions, we want to make sure that all of our listeners, both Falcons and Buccaneers fans, know that they have a great opportunity to go to the game. Thanks to our friends at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicating to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime with Vivid Seats. Our listeners can watch their favorite sports teams and artists perform in person. They help fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Not only that, but you can search for your tickets based on price or in a section or row of your choice. Our friends at Vivid Seats are offering our listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download Vivid, the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Now, guys, before we get even deeper into this Falcons-Bucks matchup, I do want to let you guys know about our newest partner. That is Lokai. If you haven't heard that name before, now you have. Add a little game day swag. And now Lokai has you covered with their new game day bracelet collection. This company is amazing. Never really been a big bracelet guy, but I think with Lokai, I'm going to make that switch because of their amazing message. They also support incredible causes. Their game day collection comes in all 32 NFL teams' colors. It holds water from the highest peak on Earth, Mount Everest, the lowest point on Earth, the Dead Sea. And it's a daily reminder that you've got to keep that balance in your life between the highs and the lows. It's an awesome message that personally keeps me focused during the good and bad times in my life. And I think it can for you, particularly now given this tumultuous 2018 Falcon season. And since Lokai is a friend of the show, they are offering an exclusive discount of 25% off all game day collection bracelets. Trust me, guys, this is a deal you want to take advantage of. Head over to Lokai.com, that's L-O-K-A-I.com, and use the promo code FALCONS25 when checking out. Use that promo code FALCONS25 to get 25% off any game day collection bracelet. You guys got to take advantage of this amazing deal. All right, 
Aaron, hit us with it. What is your final score prediction for Sunday's game between the Falcons and Bucks? I am going to go with a score of try to do the math in my head. 38 to 30, the Falcons taking this one. I think this will be a high-scoring shootout. I don't think either defense is going to do a whole lot, but I do think that, you know, a turnover here, who can maybe slow the game down with, you know, a little bit of a balance in, in running game, can sort of control the time of possession a little bit, could wind up determining the outcome of this game but it, it really is not I'm not confident in that sort of prediction it really kind of is a toss-up based off of how poorly the Falcons performed last week in a game that they sort of needed to perform well and so this is another one and right now I can't necessarily be too confident that they will be able to step up and, and live up to those expectations but 38 to 30 Falcons for me all right. Well, you know, I, I take a look at, at some of the crazy numbers that we've seen. And, and I know my listeners have, have heard it, but for, for the Falcons fans listening, since Mike Smith has become defensive coordinator, the Buccaneers have allowed 400 or more yards of offense in 19 games. That's 19 out of 36. And the Bucs are 4-15 and 15 when it happens. Also, under Mike Smith, when opposing teams score 30 points or more, that has happened in 13 games, and the Bucks are 1-12. I have a feeling that both of those numbers are going to be hit by the Falcons, and both of those numbers are going to cause another loss for the Bucks, which would make their third in a row. I'm going with the Falcons 41-36. to 36. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think the Bucks are going to have to try to climb back in it late. Uh, they're, they're one of only, I believe it was 10 teams in the NFL that have not attempted a two-point conversion to this point this season. I think that changes as they're going to have to try to battle back late in the game and try to make up for some lost points. But I just don't see the Bucks being able to uh, to pull off an upset in Atlanta with the way this defense is and with Atlanta still having the offensive weapons that they do. So, Aaron, I think that's going to do it for us, bud. Um Anything anything going on, on on your Twitter account over at, at falcfans.com or, or lockedonfalcons.com? Well, uh, of course, we do the daily show on Locked on Falcons, and, of course, the Twitter account is there, Locked on Falcons. And uh, you can see the podcast and, and other rare content up at falcfans.com. But the one thing I will add about your prediction, James, is the last two crossover episodes against the Bengals and um, Steelers – I predicted the Falcons to win those games in the host of Locked On Bengals and the host of Locked On Steelers predicted the Falcons to win both of those games, and they did win that game. So the fact that we're both in agreement that the Falcons should win this game, at least over the last two weeks, has resulted in a Falcons loss. So if for your <laughs> Locked On Bucks listeners, you know, even maybe James picking the Falcons to win this game is a blessing in disguise. Well, I've, I've picked the Bucks to win once out of five predictions this year. So that was against the Bears. But, yeah, I picked the Saints to win. I picked the uh, the Eagles to win. I picked the Steelers to win. Um, Buccaneers fans are going to start to hate me here real soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Falcons so. fans are going to start to hate me just because I keep picking the Falcons to win. They keep losing. So uh, we might be in the same boat. Watch, we're going to finish in a tie. <laughs> oh. That would like, be glorious. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, it'd be the worst. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, make sure you're checking out everything that Aaron is doing uh, with Locked On Falcons. You can follow him at Falcfans. That's F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S. And, of course, you can follow at Locked On Falcons. As for me, you can check out everything that I'm doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure to follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks and at Yarko underscore Bucks. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here on Crossover Wednesdays. Okay, guys, another Locked On crossover in the books. Appreciate James. Uh, give a shout-out to David Harrison, his co-host at Locked On Bucks as well. Check those guys out. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with a Q&A, and then Friday uh, I think we have a fan talk scheduled. I'll have to check my calendar again. As I always say every episode, I don't, I don't keep these things straight uh, until like the day of. Uh, we just winging it, flying by the seat of our pants on this daily Lockdown Falcons podcast. But if you guys are looking to provide your feedback on your thoughts on this upcoming game or anything Falcons related, chicken wing related, whatever you're passionate about, I am perhaps not equally passionate about, but I will pretend to be passionate about in responding to your passions. Uh, let me say passion one more time. Uh, you can send your suggestions, comments, or whatever questions to Twitter at Falcons. Of course, Locked On Falcons is the show's Twitter handle. If it's podcast related, it's just easier to go ahead and send it over to that handle. Um, if you prefer Facebook, Locked On Falcons is the Facebook page. Give us a like while you're there. Email address is lockedonfalcons at mail.com. And you can leave a comment at falcfans.com where the podcast is posted daily so um yeah that's it guys i don't have anything else to say you are locked on falcon your daily atlanta falcons podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day it'll be fun it'll i think it'll be interesting uh fun and terrible uh, as we watch both defenses implode on Sunday, but uh, I look forward to definitely doing this at the end of the season. I believe what week seventeen is the the follow up, and then yeah, Falcons at Bucks on uh, December thirtieth, week seventeen. Okay, we can talk about uh, what each of us got for Christmas. We will be talking about the amazing turnaround of both of our franchises and how this game will be for the division and a first round buy. That's, that's what we're going to be discussing by God. Or we could be talking about who's going to be drafting Nick Bosa number one overall, if it's <laughs> turned around uh, pretty quickly. So yeah, that, that might be the conversation as well. So yeah, we'll that's probably more likely, but I can hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>